Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
The front door of the Prestwick house is wide open. And as you get closer, you can see a layer of cobwebs stretching across the doorway. The white paint around the door is flaking off, and the whole house is sagging on its tired bones. You can make out a narrow entryway just beyond the opening, but those filmy cobwebs are obstructing your view. Anybody want to take point going in that house? Nope. After what happened in that cave, I ain't ain't going first. You were the first one to discover the bone pile and the goat man in the cave. (laughs) No, fuck that. I'll go. Okay. Sheriff Bishop takes point to enter the house. Can I brush the cobwebs aside to walk through? Yeah, you push the cobwebs out of the way with your arms as you're walking through the front door. The penitent man shall pass. Penitent (laughs) penitent man kneels. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's just like that scene, but thankfully without the ancient saw blades. Ellie, you can start peeling the more stubborn cobwebs off of your sleeves and step further into the house. There are two steps leading down from the foyer into a recessed great room, and it looks to you like a combined dining room and parlor. You're stepping into the dining area. The interior of this house isn't in great shape, but it is surprisingly cozy in some way. It's a bit smaller than you expected. There's this handsome wood trim running around the bases and crowns of the walls, but it's all a bit faded with moldy splotches here and there across the baseboards. Is there any rubbish? (laughs) There's a little bit of rubbish. It's mostly scattered around a limestone fireplace, and that's situated behind a large wooden dining table. There are just three seats at the table, and there's nothing else on or around the dining table. The parlor is on your right, And on your left, there's a doorway that looks like maybe it leads into the kitchen. That would make sense. And on your immediate left, before that doorway, there's a staircase leading up to the second story. Does that stairway ascend to? Applebee's. (laughs) So it is a stairway to heaven. (laughs) Am I the only one in or are they following me? Johnny's following you in. Everyone's coming. Okay, you're all walking in, huddled up like Mystery Incorporated, and as you do walk in, you hear the creaking floor beneath your feet. You do notice some other furniture left behind in the parlor, but the house doesn't feel occupied to you. Most of the larger pieces of furniture seem to be attached to the walls. And there are two comfy-looking chairs left behind in the back corner of the parlor, And there's an end table in between them. Can I take a close look at the attached furniture? It is unusual. Sure. Give me a spot hidden roll for that. I rolled a 12. 
Other than noticing that it's been built into the walls, the furniture doesn't look particularly interesting. Although on the hard success, you do notice something peculiar about the way the drawers of the desk and the large cabinet doors in the center of the bookcase are cut. Uh, the shadows on those are they're wrong. They look shallow to you. Can I try to open the desk drawers? Yes. When you try to open the desk drawers, Ellie, you pull on the handle and realize that they're fake. What do you mean they're fake? They, they don't open. They're just, like, carved into the desk. Maybe they're ornamental, but it seems like they should open. It's a desk. And now that you're curious, the handles and the wood, you realize it's all very thin and hollow. Nothing has a, a solid feel to it. it. It almost strikes you, Ellie, as replica furniture rather than anything functional. Huh, that's weird. And Ellie knocks on the desk so everyone can hear this. All of you hear the hollow knocking. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. And the echo in this house almost makes it sound like someone is knocking back. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, something's wrong here. The furniture's fake. Uh-huh. Right. Can I try the cabinets in the bookcase? You realize these don't open either. And when you pull on them a little bit harder, you notice that the bookcase is very lightweight. It, it has a little give to it kind of shook when you when you pulled on those handles. Give me another spot hidden for Ellie, and this time I'll give you a bonus die because you're standing right here in front of the case. I rolled a 91 and a 21. On the success of the 21, you notice shallow grooves worn into the floor next to the bookcase. Uh, they look to be about the size of the feet of the bookcase. I want to try sliding the bookcase to the side where the grooves are. Yeah. The bookcase loudly scrapes against the floor, but it's not difficult work. You've pushed the bookcase aside and revealed a mysterious door. Sweet! It looks to you like, and you're all seeing this... It looks to you like a solid door that was maybe cut from a larger barn door. There's a lever door handle, but it looks broken to you. It's pointing straight down. Johnny is going to sneak up to the mysterious door and listen in on it. Yeah, as Johnny moves his ear up close to that door to listen, Chuck, give me a listen roll for this. Uh, that is a 58. On Johnny's success, you don't hear anything. But maybe that's unsurprising, since this house does appear to be abandoned. Okay, I'm going to open that door. Okay, you don't need to do a whole lot to open it. I would hope not. The doorknob is broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Give me a strength roll, Johnny. Dodge the door, Chuck. <laughs> you give the door a gentle pull, and it creaks open very slowly. 
You notice, Johnny, that the wood on this door is rotting a bit. It feels like soft apple flesh, but it doesn't leave residue or anything like that. You do feel a slight draft blowing in. In front of you, there are stairs, and they're going down. You're getting this mixture of basement smells now. It's it's musty. It's a little bit pungent and sickly sweet. You suspect maybe there's dead mice down there? Probably living ones, too. You're getting enough light from the windows on the first floor to see about a dozen stairs. Uh, But when they meet the floor, it immediately disappears into darkness. Okay, do we have any torches or lanterns or anything? You don't have anything like that as far as I know. Is there like a mirror anywhere in this house on that first floor that he could put like at the bottom of the stairs to reflect light? Is that something that would work? Why would it not? It's in the fifth element. Yeah. Aziz, light! (laughs) Ha ha! Okay, you did see a long framed mirror in the parlor. I just neglected to mention it. It's probably five feet across and two feet, two and a half feet high. It's a pretty large mirror. So, Jeremiah, are you going to hook me up with some light? Yeah, I reckon I'll go get that other mirror over there and drag it downstairs so we can see what's in there. The mirror is very heavy, so two of you will probably need to carry this downstairs. No, it's a good thing I'm pretty damn strong. I'll carry it with you. <laughs> All right. All right. Are you still shirtless? Yeah, uh, that was half of it. I wanted to see myself in that mirror. Yeah, you glistening, beefy bastards. Aren't you? I think both of, both of you are shirtless. Yeah, you're both shirtless and glorious. Again, I, I would like to request fan art be made. I was going to sell that painting at the curio shop. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I forgot. Hey, did you bring that painting with you? No, I'd never leave home without it. <laughs> That's weird, man. Yep. Johnny, are you descending or are you stepping aside for Jeremiah and Flint to get the mirror down first? Help me visualize this. What are you doing? Well, no, they're shining the mirror down so I can descend and there will be light down there. I thought we were going to have to take the mirror down and like set it at the bottom of the stairs and angle it towards whatever that opening room is so it would like illuminate that. Is that how light works? Yes. yes. It's fine. <laughs> okay. It will reflect. Can you send me a YouTube video? <laughs> I'll, I'll just send you a DVD copy of The Fifth Element. It's This is a thing. It would, it would fucking work. Right. So Johnny will go down first. Jeremiah and Flint, you can follow Johnny down the stairs and on your way down, experiment with angles. See if you can light up more of this basement. If you break this, it's a lot of bad luck. We ain't got much of that left. Uh, That's probably fair. Yeah, roll a d10. See how many years of bad luck you'll all have. (laughs) (laughs) How the hell did I get eight? Ellie and Lance, what are y'all doing while they head down into the basement? I'll just wait until they say it's clear. Okay. Yeah, just waiting for the word. Sorry to jump back to this, but explain how you're reflecting light with the mirror. So we've gotten down to the bottom and they are angling the mirror so that the light is that is coming down the stairs will be reflected into the room. Like pinball, but with beams of light. Right. That is precisely it. <laughs> I don't know how else to 
convey to you that light reflects off mirrors illuminating thing. <laughs> I, I just, I don't trust the angles with how far away you are from the windows on the first floor. And, and they're not that high off the ground. These aren't skylights. You only have one mirror. I don't, it's, I don't know. I'm not seeing it. Give me luck rolls. Let's see how well this is working. Okay. Give me a trigonometry roll. Yeah. All right. A Michael Keaton roll. All right. Let's see. I rolled a 77. I rolled a 54. And together we suck. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that passed for either of them. And I got a 13. (laughs) Yeah, we fucked this up. (laughs) (laughs) They're pointing it at the other wall. I keep checking myself out in the mirror. I can't. My skepticism is winning out here. This isn't quite working the way you hoped. The angles just they aren't quite right for what you're trying to do. Uh, Johnny wants to pick up a rock off the floor and just throw it and see if it hits anything. Okay, that's something you're pretty good at from the caves. Give me a luck roll for Johnny. Oh, yeah, that'll go well. It's a 95. I'm not. Nice. Nice. <laughs> a 95? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You do manage to find a rock, John. And hit Father Flynn with it. And Dwayne Johnson Ow! hits the floor. <laughs> but it's one of those things where you rear back to throw and you hit your ear with the rock as you come forward. Nice. <laughs> and the rock just kind of deflects off your ear and rolls away into the darkness, not hitting anything. And now I have cauliflower ear. Yeah, exactly. That wasn't quite a fumble, so I won't take any damage. Okay. Johnny calls out, Hello? When you call out, Johnny, you realize now it's so chilly down here that if you could see anything, it might be your own breath. And it's really hot outside, so this is a little disconcerting. Root cellars are like that, man. I'm told. I'm from Texas. That's not... (laughs) The echo of your voice down here makes you think this is a fairly large basement. Thankfully, nobody answers back. We still got the matches, right? Yeah. I'm fairly sure one of you does, either you or Flint from the earlier fires. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, can we light a like a stick on fire or something? We could use my shirt. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm not just going to go feeling around this room, so. You do notice, Johnny, as you're looking in your immediate vicinity for a stick, you turn around and there's a lantern hooked on the wall. It's just behind you at the bottom of the stairs. Can I pull it off the wall? Yeah, you can pull that right off. Okay, I'm going to take that off the wall and light it. Ellie and Lance, from upstairs, you can now see their lantern glow, and you can hear them talking from the doorway. Do you want to head down there to join them? Y'all come down here, there's some weird stuff going on. (laughs) That's a good way to attract people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I want to make my way down there. I don't want to. Okay, Ellie heads down the basement stairs to join the party, and Lance, you can stay behind Do whatever you're going to do. Stand guard or relax. It's your turn either way. Oh, no. Okay, Lance is moping around upstairs. 
It's mid-afternoon, the sun is high in the sky, shining through the parlor windows on you, Lance. You have not visited the second floor, and you have also not visited what you think is the kitchen here on the ground floor. What would you like to do, Lance? Dealer's choice. No, it's your choice, but you can do whatever you'd like. Yeah, I'm just going to sit down. You're just going to kick back here while they're in the basement? Yep. In the sitting room. Okay. As I mentioned, there are a couple of chairs in the parlor. As you get closer to them, they look a little bit broken on closer inspection, but what the f- you think one of them seems sturdy enough to sit in. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I'm feeling kind of tired. Uh, my hamstrings are a little tight. Uh, I feel like I need to just kind of take a seat. Take a break. (laughs) Lance, as you sink into this chair, it's kind of a wing chair with big armrests and faded yellow upholstery. It's quite comfortable. I, I love this seat. And your right hand is sinking down, and and you touch the top of that end table that's in between the chairs, and you feel a piece of paper there. You glance over, and it looks like some kind of list. If you'd like to take a closer look at this... No. Okay. (laughs) If you'd like to look at the list, uh, it it looks to you like a list of names. Uh, Give me an intelligence check. To see if anything stands out to you. Uh, I rolled a 39. So my intelligence, I guess, is 90. What? (laughs) (laughs) And that's just coming out now? Uh, uh, Hey, Lance, remind me again where you matriculated to. I got 80. You got 90? (laughs) Well, intelligence is like street smarts. Knowledge is... More university smarts. Is that a fucking 90? <laughs> Dude, he's street smarts all the way through. Listen, I grew up on the main streets at Donegal. <laughs> you learn things there. <laughs> <laughs> In Donegal, did you learn any of the names on this list? Uh, you might have to refresh my, uh, my memory. With a hard success, Lance scans the list and sees a dozen names, and all but two of them are crossed off. The names are written in different handwritings, and even the lines crossing them out, they look inconsistent to you, Lance. Your best guess is that maybe three people contributed to making this thing? Well, (laughs) with 90 intelligence, maybe you know that exactly three people worked on it. One of the two names that's not scratched off you recognize. It's M. Posey. The other name... (laughs) The other name... All right. I'm so nervous. (laughs) This is going really well. We are all excited for this reveal. (laughs) How phallic is this name? And the other... (laughs) Barry Madden. I can't do it. It's all the list. It's all first initials and last names. No. (laughs) This is stupid, but I can't stop laughing to get it out. It's P. Tinkle. 
Dude. Are you serious right now? Fucking. It's pee tinkle. <laughs> oh, God. Pee tinkle. Uh, Patrick Tinkle. Of the Tinkle Boys? <laughs> what was his birth order? Was he number one? <laughs> <laughs> it could be Patrick. You don't know. You don't recognize the name. You recognize M. Posey. And you don't recognize any of the ten scratched-off names either. I would like to set the sheet on fire. Is that <laughs> is that really what you want to do? No. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but... I'm sorry, I had a list of Old West last names and I could not get away from Tinkle. Okay, as you're checking the list twice, let's head back to the cellar where Ellie just joined the group. All of you down here now can see some shapes in this cold cellar. Some shapes. Yeah, sort of boxy shapes, flickering shadows. Flickering. Maybe it's more furniture. You can't really tell. You might need to walk around and get closer to the stuff near the center of this chamber. There's not much happening around the edges, but you can see there is a basement window that's been covered by canvas, by heavy cloth. Well, I'm going to walk into this room against all logic. Would anybody care to join me? Yeah, hell yeah, why not? I'm already down here. Let's do it, my man. (laughs) Yeah, let's go die. Screw it. (laughs) Okay, Jeremiah and Ellie, as you start off into the room in Johnny's lantern light... But a bit blindly, as you get to the edge of that light, you run into something. A friend from high school. (laughs) Maybe it's a table. Johnny and Flint, you're not far behind, so you can see the table, too. It is a table. It's It's a long table. And it has an eyelet attached to each of its four corners. And there are very short lengths of chain attached to three of them. Hmm. And it looks like they've all been broken or cut off. They're only a few lengths long now. And Johnny, are you are you holding your lantern over the table now or putting it on the table? Yeah, can I not use that to see what right. the fuck is going on here? You can. But give me a spot hidden roll to see just how much you notice from your inspection under this dim lantern light. Okay. Uh, 72? Right on. That'll that'll do it. Yeah? That is a regular success. I'm good at this. Fuck yeah. There are blotches all over this table, Johnny. Deep stains that are reddish brown and black. You're pretty sure in this context that these are blood stains. They aren't wet to the touch or anything, but blood soaked into this wood, just not recently. And as you put one hand on the edge of the table and lean over with your lantern, that hand that's touching the table feels something. It catches the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just splintered wood, but when you look more closely, you think this might be a human fingernail that is broken off. 
You also see scratches in the table now, maybe from tools, but you don't see any tools here. When you look up to see if anyone else is noticing this, Johnny, you realize they all are. And they're looking at you, looking at this fingernail. And Ellie, when you look down at that, you also notice there are some pretty clear footprints in the dirt floor beside the table. Alex, give me a tracking roll for these. A tracking roll? Let's see. 32, and my tracking is 20. Do you have 12 luck to spend? Yeah, I do. I'm not going to make that call for you. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'll spend luck to make it a success. Excellent. Now, Ellie, you follow these footprints, which are getting fainter the further you go, but they seem to stop at the wall. And they're accumulating here like one or more people were kind of moving around in this area near the wall. Ellie, you're right up against the wall looking at these prints. But assuming the group followed you over here and Johnny is giving some lantern light, Jeremiah, give me a spot hidden roll from about six feet away from the wall. All right. I have rolled a 28. And as you approach the wall, Jeremiah, you notice that one section of the wall looks off. It's discolored. You think maybe it's water damage at first, but it's so perfectly squared off. It's it's framing Ellie there. There's like an outline or... or a... Yeah, exactly. And, All right. and when you walk even closer to the wall, it's less obvious when you're in close. Like a door might have manifested but is not there anymore? Like it's moving as you, as you look at it. Nothing is moving... But as Johnny gets closer with that lantern, Ellie, it it seems like you're standing in a fan-shaped area in between these footprints where the dust and dirt, they're not as thick. It's like it's been cleared away. So it's definitely a door. But there's no door. Push the door. Push the door. (laughs) Can Jeremiah attempt to open said door or is there no door you can try to find a way to open a door but you don't see any obvious way to do that there there are indications of a door but there is no door okay there's no spoon got it all right let's see um are you are you are you seeing that seeing what there looks like there's a door there but there isn't a door there Like, there should be a door there. It looks like there's a door there, but there ain't no door there. Johnny looks over where he's pointing. You can make out the outline of the door, especially when you take a few steps back, Johnny, but there's no clear way to open it. And you see this too, Flint. Whoever lived here must have really liked secret entrances. (laughs) Do Do we remove a book, maybe? You don't see any books nearby. But it's just the it's just a wall, right? What is what is this wall made of? It's made of interlocking stones, and those have been mortared in place. Uh, these stones are in pretty good shape, 
There's some weeping, some water coloration along the entire wall. They're sad that we can't find the door. (laughs) I sure wish Jay was here so that we could find out if that other rock was glowing. Is that belt buckle doing anything? Fair question. Can I take a little peek, a little peek at my belt buckle behind my belt buckle? Yeah, there's nothing happening with the belt buckle at the moment, but it it does feel a little colder to the touch than usual, probably from being down here. Johnny, you're feeling a chill, and the way you're feeling, it reminds you of being a child, alone and afraid in the dark, and you're sensing moving shadows like you're being watched. But, But when you adjust your lantern, there's nothing there. The longer it takes to work out this door, the more this feeling is creeping beneath your skin. The room, it it feels like it's closing in around the boundary of that lantern light. There's something there. You, You get the urge to just dart back up the stairs. Uh, We we either got to figure out this door, we got to get the hell out of here. Something's wrong here. Yeah, I'm getting that feeling too. It's very strange in here. Since I'm the expert at secret compartments, can I um, feel around on the wall for a button or a loose stone where the doorknob should be? Good. So, Ellie, you're sliding your hands over the stones where you think there should be a door. And it's not easy to find. But after several minutes, after you've gone over every stone at least a few times, you realize that one of the stones lips out further than the rest of them. Can I press on that stone? Yeah, you push on that stone and nothing happens. Hmm, can I pull on it? When you find your grip to pull on that stone, Ellie, you realize there's a narrow handle grooved into the bottom of this stone. Nothing happens when you gently pull on it, but you could give me a strength roll to do this more forcefully. Okay, let's do that. 44, regular success. Boom. The door is tight, but it does eventually loosen as you pull on it, Ellie. Let's check on Lance upstairs to see what he's doing in the parlor. Boy, does it feel good to just take a load off. (laughs) Really enjoying myself right now. When we left you... You were relaxing in a nice chair, reading a list of names that included M. Posey, which was one of two names not scratched out. We won't mention the other. As you lounge in the parlor, why don't you give me a listen roll to see if you're hearing anything from the basement or your other surroundings? All right, so I rolled a 53. It looks like it's a 20, so uh, I failed. Failing the roll, you're probably too far from that basement door to hear what's going on. And the only thing you hear really, you're sure it's just creaks and pops of this old house settling. So you can continue relaxing in the chair. Yep. Not really hearing anything other than your own thoughts. Uh, yep. But as you run through that list in your mind, Lance, and you're beginning to wonder what they're up to down in the basement, 
you feel a heavy blow to the head. Ow. And a resonating thud between your ears just very briefly. Sam's back. Before it's lights out for Lance. Let's jump back to the cellar. (laughs) Ellie, you slowly open the stone door toward you. You end up standing behind the open door the way it opens, so you'll probably be the last one into the next room, as the others can just walk straight in if they want. Johnny, you might go first with the lantern, and you would notice that there are sconces on the walls holding unlit torches. Johnny already has fire going with the lantern, so you could light these if you'd like. We're each going to make sure that we're double fisting torches and then we're going to set the rest of them on fire. I'm from Ole Miss. I can double fist anything. <laughs> Keep that in the episode. Yeah, but but make it but make it without context. Yeah, no context. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our intro to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> As you're walking along lighting the torches, Johnny, you come upon a shelf that has a large box. And it's filled with candles. And there's a jar on the same shelf. It's not in the box, but it's a jar filled with black liquid. Johnny wants to go in and take a look at this jar of liquid. And on closer inspection, you're thinking this is probably coagulated blood. Your light is showing some reddish tint in this. Anything else on that shelf? Besides the candles and jar of blood, no. Did you all follow Johnny into the room? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Can we look around to see if there's anything else in here? Ellie, you notice that in the far corner, there's a cage. And the cage looks big enough for a large animal. It could probably hold a big cat, a lion at the circus or something. It's a bit primitive looking to you, with bars working up and down along the front and uh, a rough canvas material as the backing. The frame is made of solid wood that's been painted. Looks like it was probably green in its prime. There is a locking mechanism on the front, but it doesn't appear to be locked. Uh, Without opening the door, though, you can see that the cage is empty. Hey, come over here and look at this. It looks like a cage. What the hell is that? Jeremiah, when you look at the cage, it's triggering a memory. And you're trying to push this out of your mind, but you realize the cage is is large enough for a human. And images are flashing through your brain and you try, but you can't suppress them. Fire. So much fire. It's fire everywhere. And Joseph, your brother Joseph's face. It's his melting face. Just invading your brain. His smoldering beard. He's he's screaming for you, Jeremiah. Why won't you help him? Help him, Jeremiah. Give me a sanity check for Jeremiah, Wes. (laughs) I thought that was coming. 
27. Okay, that's a pass, and you lose just one more sanity point. Okay. Maybe you've been seeing your brother enough on this trip that you're just used to it now. Cool. But you are disturbed by these memories, and you're starting to become more aware that you have blank spots around your brother's death, and something is trying to fill them. But you aren't even sure if these memories are real. Oh, oh, oh God. and johnny i'm assuming you've lit all the torches now yeah and i'm still looking around i'm actually not interested in the cage they're looking at that i'm seeing what else is in this room you noticed a couple of things johnny as you did this one is a broken glass vase or maybe it was a sculpture or a cup you You think it was probably artwork. The shape wasn't like anything you've seen before. Does it look like the painting that I'm carrying? (laughs) No, it's not as masterful as that. Okay, I want to take a closer look at this broken thing. See if I can suss out what it is. When you look at it from different angles, the angles and curves seem to be moving. There's... There's some fluidity to this glass, but it appears to be empty. It's very strange. Give me an occult roll to see if you know anything else. Oh, so no. (laughs) It's a 77, so no. You don't know anything else, but you can do whatever you'd like with it. I am definitely taking it. Okay, you put it in your sack... I'm assuming you have a sack because you brought the painting with you. Returning to Ellie and Jeremiah standing near the cage. Mm -hmm. Ellie, you do notice a bookshelf on the right side wall here. And it's filled with about a dozen books. And they look like they've been burned, maybe intentionally. The pages and covers are warped and charred. And the shelf is mottled with black and white ash. You can give me a spot hidden to see if you notice anything salvageable. Okay. 43, that's a fail. Push the rope. <laughs> you could push that uh, or use more luck if you'd like. I'm happy failing there. I think anything I found would drive me insane anyway. I found enough in this house. Yeah, that's a real good call. <laughs> that's about all you're seeing in this secret chamber. Father Flint, as you shuffle around the room while everyone else investigates, you notice some faint markings on the ground. They aren't permanent. It looks like someone may have even tried to sweep them away with their feet or tried to cover them up in some way. It doesn't look like anything you recognize in its current form, but you do get a creeping sensation as you take this in. Boy, do I feel creepy. (laughs) What is this sensation? It's a creepy one. I think we need to get out of here. Something's not right. They're torturing people or... I don't know, but this is evil. Uh, I'm aligned. After you leave the secret chamber and walk through that first room, you're heading toward the stairs and... Oh, this is weird. 
You see black puddles forming on the ground. It's... But it's more mist than fluid. It's just the way it's pooling. It reminds you of water. Your lantern and torches, they seem to dim a little as these puddles gather. They're they're gathering mass from the mist and getting larger. They're, they're still formless, but this creeping dark mist seems sentient. It's doing something. It's reacting to your movements and your fear, it feels. The mist is beginning to take on a pale glow as an outline. And as you look at the rest of your group to see if this is real or not, you... You're not going insane. Uh, Maybe. You realize everyone's seeing this by the look in their eyes. This luminous black mist has now gathered into four distinct forms that are crawling toward you. Y'all, I think we gotta get out of here right now. Yes, let's do get out of here to check on Lance's head injury. Oh. Lance, you faded into a world of darkness, floating through a void. And when you open your eyes, you're crouching behind an oak barrel. It's nighttime, and there are bullets whizzing past. The ground is dusty beneath your boots. And you look over to your left and recognize the Noble Wolf Dry Goods Store. You're on the main street back in Canateo. Back on Main Street. All right. Yeah, but you're in a firefight. You're in a firefight. There was a firefight. Uh, all right. Uh, so I guess I'm just kind of crouched behind the barrel, hoping for the best, huh? You feel in your hands that you're gripping both of your pistols, and you have just a shit ton of ammo. <laughs> Well, it looks like it's time to get to business. I guess I would like to know what I'm shooting at. So if there's a way that I could figure out where the shots are coming from and have an idea of where I need to aim. Give me a luck roll to see if you can safely peek around this barrel to learn what's going on. Okay. So I rolled an 87. Hmm. Uh, but I have an 89, so... <laughs> you have more luck and intelligence than the rest of the party combined. <laughs> you do peek around one side of the barrel, and you can tell from the shooter's maroon scarves that they're part of that gang that beat you and left you for dead in Durango, Colorado. They're the ones who gave you that most recent cauliflower ear. Hell yeah. And piggybacking on that luck you're able to make out the location of some of these shooters. They're all around the bank building. One is on top of the roof, using some short posts up there for a little bit of cover. Another is inside the building and has broken out the front window. And that one's taking cover behind a solid wall there, kind of ducking in and out. And a third is standing along the side of the building in an alleyway. They kind of run deeper into the alley after firing. They're firing away at your barrel, which is now riddled with holes. You don't know how much longer you can stay here. 
The one on the roof has the worst cover, so let's start there. Give me a firearms roll for each pistol. I'm giving you full points on each one since this is your dream, and you're a badass here. Hell yeah. Okay, uh, so I rolled a 44, which is a normal success, and an 18, which would be a hard success. Okay, wonderful. So Lance, you fire off each pistol, one after the other, and the first one in your right hand, with the regular success, the bullet cuts through the neck of that bandit on the roof. They wobble backward just a little bit before moving forward and falling face first down two stories into the dirt right in front of that broken window. Let's say they did a really cool flip off the roof as well. Classic spaghetti western. That guy was played by Eli Wallach. For sure. And the second shot, the one with the hard success out of your left hand... The bandit behind the window heard the scream and thump from their partner on the roof, and they peek out from behind the wall. Just as they do that, the bullet from your left-hand pistol lance, it goes straight through the forehead of that bandit. They also fall forward and flip over that wall beneath the broken window, and they land right on top of the other bandit in a tidy pile. His head exploded like a... Gallagher on a watermelon, huh? It was like <laughs> scanners, yeah. I undersold mm-hmm. that dream headshot. So when the bandit in the alley inches up to the corner of the bank, you have a really nice long target. This is a large person. Uh, so a 22 and a 93. First, the right-hand pistol again. You fire that, and the bullet cuts through their hip. And they dramatically splat against the neighboring building and slink down that wall, falling to the dirt. I think I just turned this guy's femur into mist. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. <laughs> yeah, speaking of mist, let's check on what is inching toward the party in the basement. As the shapeless mist begins to form, it's turning into something with a faint glow. You notice that they're forming into an almost human shape, but they're made up of shadow and mist. It's It's almost like being confronted by three-dimensional renderings of your own shadows. Uh, y'all, I think we had better get out of here right now. Let's go. Sheriff, let's go. Yes, I am running to the stairs. I'm for sure very much okay with that decision. You can do that, Ellie, but these four shadows, they're blocking your path, so it is a risk. Does anybody have a fan? (laughs) <laughs> figure we could could blow them out of the way can we just kill them can we just fucking kill them and how would you describe that happening what what are they again explain them one more time they're crawling mist and shadow in a humanoid shape oh it's mist okay 
Okay, well, I want to shoot it. I'm going to turn that mist into femur. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, that was very good. <laughs> okay, so Jeremiah is shooting at one of the mist creatures? No. <laughs> well, no, you got to do it now. We got to keep the line. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. Now we'll take aim at the mist. <laughs> Which one are you aiming at? They're kind of grouped together here. Are you shooting for the center? What would one standard deviation from the mean to the right? I want that one. Give me a firearms check for the 45. <laughs> firearms check was 43. And on firearms, that is a regular success. Jeremiah, you fire your gun, and the bullet cuts through the mist just to the right, as you said. The mist parts for a moment, but quickly reforms. And that bullet ricochets off the stone wall and embeds itself in the floor. Did the mist, when it was reforming, did it take shape of a femur bone? It was a regular success, so like, give me that. Yeah, the bullet hit the mist exactly where you were aiming, and you felt for a moment before it reformed into that humanoid shape that it looked just like a femur. But no one else saw it. <laughs> Y'all see it? I did it! Johnny pulls out his stone from behind his belt buckle and holds it up on high in front of them and says, Be gone! Okay, Johnny does this, and it doesn't seem to have any effect. It has no effect. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's one way to use a turn. The creatures continue to crawl toward your group. Do I still have the book on me? The journal? Throw the book at them. <laughs> yeah, the journal. Only because I love the idea of everyone holding up one item in inventory to see what happens. Sure, let's say you brought that with you. <laughs> what were the windows covered with? Wood? No, there was one window in here, but it was covered by canvas, by thick cloth. Oh, pull that shit down. Let me just make sure Ellie's tall enough to do this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With just a small jump, Ellie is able to rip down that cloth covering and pulls the wooden rod down with it. <laughs> More light begins streaming into this room, and this is having an effect on the creatures. They're splitting around the tables and beginning to hug the corners of the wall that's furthest from the window now. It's obvious to all of you that these things are avoiding that sunlight. Now that you have a moment to collect yourselves, give me sanity checks on this encounter. I got a 58. Yeah, I got a 67. That's not enough. I rolled a 72. Okay, so you failed too. I got 27. Johnny and Ellie, you won't lose any sanity. Jeremiah and Flint, give me D4 rolls for your sanity loss. Okay, I rolled a two. A three. We run for the stairs, finally. Yeah, we have our torches up and are creating light around us to where the shadows cannot get in. 
and they're no longer in our way to run away. Yeah, you can all run to the stairs and sprint up in Dex order, but you find that the door is now closed and locked from the outside. This is troubling because on the way in, it seemed like that handle was broken. Johnny yells out to Lance to open the door. And as you try the door, why isn't Lance hearing this? Let's check on him. When we left you, Lance had been in a shootout and shot three bandits who are now strewn about around this bank. There's one in the alleyway, that's the last one you shot. Another fell off the bank's roof, and the other fell out of the front window of the bank. Alright, uh, yeah, I guess I'll go over to the guy by the wall first. Yeah, you walk over to that alleyway to check on the one who you're least confident is dead. Yeah, he's mostly dead. And you pull the maroon kerchief down off of the mouth. This is Father Flint's face. Oh, shit. What? What? Well, I gotta be honest with you. Been waiting to do that a long time. He's uh, not my favorite person. He's a little <laughs> bit sketchy for a priest. Kind of, kind of felt like he brought, brought shame to the profession. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then I'll walk over to, I guess, the one that fell off the roof or the window one. Whichever one would be first. Yeah, they're piled up together, but yeah, the one from the window is on top. So let's do that. You roll over the body off of the other corpse so that it's face up on the dirt. And even though the head is nearly exploded, this is certainly Jeremiah you've killed. Bastard. (laughs) Well, I feel at least a little bit bad about this one. (laughs) Jeremiah did save me with some of the salve, I think, at one point. And finally... You look at the body that fell off of that roof, and the neck is broken, so you can just turn the head around here to see who it is. Yep. And as the neck unwinds, you see this is Johnny Rhodes. Well, (laughs) I guess I'll have to find a new posse to roll with. But as your eyes meet Johnny's lifeless eyes, you hear a pistol cock behind your head. Mm. <laughs> Chuck, this is Chuck, this is why I have to change things in post. <laughs> <laughs> because because you lingered on the word cock? Yes. <laughs> you had to you have to cock that guy. <laughs> and when you turn around, Lance, you see that this is Ellie who is pressing a gun against your forehead now. And she pulls the trigger. What? And it's fade to black for Lance. (gasps) What? Let's go back to the cellar where y'all have climbed the staircase and seem to be locked (laughs) in with these shadow creatures who you've mostly held off for now. Johnny... You're beginning to feel a chill again, and you are trying the door and yelling for Lance. Right, but apparently nothing happened there. We've decided on our end. Obviously on his end, a lot of weird shit happened. (laughs) 
That's right. But can you give me a listen roll? Alrighty. That's a 47. I think that's a regular success. With that success, you don't hear anything at all. You have very little confidence that Lance is coming to save you. A shadow creature begins to materialize between you and the door, Johnny. It's quite dark up here with the door closed. You're beginning to wonder if these things move under the ground or through the walls. Cool, cool. And maybe you've backed down the stairs as this thing began to form. All right, Johnny is going to dash up the stairs and swing those two torches together at this shadow monster. Okay, I like that. You're like a fire dancer at a luau. Yeah, totally. That's like, that is actually exactly what I was picturing. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Where I'm like twirling them around. <laughs> you're making a you're making an infinity symbol with them. Across <laughs> yes, the exactly. I'm doing um, that. Yeah. I just need a luck roll from you. Cool. Not an attack roll. Not dodge. Certainly. Um. <laughs> oh shit! That's a one hundred. Yes. Oh my god. Okay. Oh <laughs> man, you're gonna be crispy. <laughs> let me let me retcon real quick and say before he does this, Johnny downs an entire bottle of Zeke's Curious Concoction. Might want to make that three. Might make it a double. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny chugs a vial of Zeke's Curious Concoction. And then you wipe your mouth on your shoulder and maybe you break that vial on the ground in defiance. You are ready for this. You've been waiting for this moment. Johnny, you dash up the stairs toward the shadow creature, twirling your torches. Unfortunately, you don't have much experience handling fire like this. You don't have a lot of experience as a fire dancer. Right. And what you end up doing is <laughs> it's actually helpful to the rest of the party, but it's not <laughs> going to be great for Johnny. You end up catching your trousers on fire and... Oh, shit. It's all those scented oils. They're really oily from the bathroom. And after walking through the hot New Mexico sun, they're nice and dry and crisp. Your trousers are going up in flames as you're running up the stairwell. Give me a D6 roll for this stand. Well, actually, give me a D8, because I'm assuming you have the remaining vials of Zeke's Curious Concoction as, a, as an accelerant. Oh, that's a five. But you were back up to 11 hit points, weren't you? I was down to eight. No, but didn't you get asleep and some... I got asleep. I got back up to 10. I hit my head on the tub and I'm down to eight. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Well, you're not taking a major wound because this wasn't half of your maximum hit points. You're okay. Okay is a relative term. <laughs> The fabric of your trousers is burning into your skin, Johnny, mm -hmm. grafting to your legs as you collapse. Take on off the your stairs. pants. Yeah. And you lost all of that, Zeke's. <laughs> that is so sad. So the good news is that Johnny on fire 
hasn't burned away the stairs yet. Everyone, I don't want to alarm everyone, but it appears that I am a liar, liar. (laughs) (laughs) But all of that light affected the shadow creature and it disappeared beneath the stairs. Can we, can we get, can we run into Johnny and break the door open and also like kind of put him out at the same time? Are you using him as a battering ram? (laughs) Well, he's in front of the fucking door. Yeah. Yeah. I love that actually. Uh, I have three hit points. I'm not, you're not going to take damage. I'm going to do this especially lightly. (laughs) I'm going to smash you through this door as gently as possible. It is Jeremiah's move next. So picking up flaming Johnny and barreling into the door, I'm going to give you a strength roll, but I'll give you bonus die since he's on fire. Oh, sick. Okay. Okay, well, here's the funny thing. I I rolled a 93 on the first one. But then on the second one, it became a 99. So... Wait, no, you're just rolling the 10s twice. So you rolled 93 twice. That's not great. (laughs) No, it's it's not so good. Jeremiah... You run into that door carrying Johnny, who's on fire. But since the door is locked, the two of you just bounce off of the door and roll down the steps. Fortunately, Jeremiah did not catch completely on fire from this. He said completely. (laughs) And Johnny, some of your new damage is mitigated by stop dropping and rolling down the stairs with Jeremiah. So just take off one more point of damage. Sure. I'm sorry, Chuck. You didn't roll my critical fail. I'm at an eight if it makes you feel better. All right, Ellie, it's your turn now. My turn to roll? Yeah, maybe. You have a pretty clear path to the door at the top of the stairs. The shadows have dissipated. You can do whatever you'd like to get through that door. Do I still have a gun on me? Yeah, you have two pistols along with the rifle on your back. Let's take the rifle and blow that shit open. (laughs) You have time to take aim, and it's a stationary target, so I'll give you bonus die here. Okay. 18. Ellie, you blow the lock and handle off of the door with that rifle, and it flies open, and plenty of light now is pouring onto the top of the stairs from the parlor. Perfect. Let's all run for it. Yeah, you can run right out of here. Johnny might need a little help, though. Flint's just standing around. I'm just hanging out, man. I I will go help Johnny, though. I can, I mean, I'll I'll help him. I'll carry him out. Okay, I appreciate that. He carries you out like the cover of a trashy romance novel. Again, I would like to request fan art of this moment. The fire burns around us. Mm Mm-hmm. That's hot. Oh, I love that. Hey, maybe we ought to get outside where the sun is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I reckon there ain't no shadows out there. Yeah, let's go. When you step outside into the sunlight, it takes a few moments for your eyes to adjust. But when they do, you see a large group of men here standing in front of a wagon. They're very well armed and have rifles trained on you. There might be ten men in total. 
and you see that Sam is with them. I told y'all we should have shot Sam. <laughs> Peck is there too, with who you presume is his young son. That's the one who hit my pa. And the child <laughs> points to Father Flint. <laughs> In the wagon, you see a cage. And Lance is lying down inside, dead or unconscious. And you all recognize the man in the center of the group in his fine clothing. And of course, this is Hiram Hadley, the president of the college. Well, I believe we have much to discuss about your expedition, my friends. Yes, yes, we all very much remember you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our wolf pack at patreon.com slash ain't slayed. Or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits, and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you, and good luck out there.